Well, you're listening to Russell Brand. I'm here with Mr. G. The tour has just finished. Faintly in the background, you may be able to hear the noise of Matt Morgan Urinated. in the lavvy doing a wee-wee, I think. <laughs> yep, he is. He's behind one of those concert- concertina doors. You don't see too much these days. There he is, there opening it. You right, Matt? Just finishing. <laughs> oh, God. The tour has now finished. We've done all of the dates. Uh, it went well, didn't it, G? Yeah, we're good. Yeah, Birmingham was good. You know, sports, sports fact, Nick was... He, was, yeah. he, was, he really had sports facts. He had great sports facts. We've had some lovely friends along the way, haven't we? Yeah, yeah Dark Boy. Yeah. Dark Boy was wonderful. Um, we had Newcastle. Newcastle thug. He had thug. to get off for pinching my arm. <laughs> then we had uh, James in Bristol. He was fantastic. Yeah, amazing. Really joined in with that. Well, not only did he join in with that phone call. He's, he he's culpable. It. Yeah. Instigated it and is legally culpable for it. Yeah. I, I wasn't impressed with, was it Mr. Halif? What's his name? Halif. Yeah, Halif. Yeah, he was annoying. It's ringing. Bring the Houdini facts. What? Houdini facts? What? The pigeon. Please hold the line while we try to connect you. Oh, the number you are calling knows you are waiting. They know I'm waiting. What? He's very professional. He's got like. Hang about. Right, there's the facts. You've got the facts. Mr. We've just got to get this pigeon back. Use Mr. Halifa. Mr. Halifa. Welcome to BT Answer 1571. Answer message! The person you're calling is not tell available. Me, just tell me, fuck his granddaughter. They love it. <laughs> Hello, Mr. Halifa. My name's Darren. Um, unfortunately, I had a racing pigeon, and he decided to fly off to Central America, which um, I've looked on the internet, and it's 5,000 miles away. Um, I really want him back. I was wondering whether, you're, whether you or, um, or any of your powers or whatever you, you, you can do could, could um, somehow get him back to me. Um, I really want him back in my life. I, I kind of formed a <laughs> strong relationship with him. What? Uh, um, you Darren make it sound like you fucked the pigeon. <laughs> How can I put this? He's, uh, he's, he's very close. He's like a brother to me. Yeah, fair enough. That's more natural now. Intimate, you shouldn't be intimate. fucking your brother. I know two of you don't do that. Yeah, so, um, Kinky, though. It'd be, it'd be really great if you could get back to us. Um, thank you very much, Mr. Halifa. Halifa. I'm sorry, I just saw your advert and I, it really spoke to me. Um, yeah, thank you very much. I hope you can help. Thank you. Excellent call. Well done. I think he thought... The pigeon inquiry was stupid, even though he said he'd help in almost any situation. I mean, perhaps I should have done it because I would have—I reckon I'd have like, been able to frame that as a reasonable problem. Yeah, I think you have to go in pigeon. quite sensible. Yeah, string him along, get him involved, so you've got a lot of money. Yeah, these I've things got always a lot come of money. Down to money. Money. If you've got money, mm. Halifa will stay oh, around. He would love yeah. it. Of course, you go. I've got ten grand burning hole in my pocket. And, and one really thing I know that I miss is my pigeon. pigeon. I'd swap that pigeon for ten grand. Most Harry Potter boys are out of touch. Yeah. They forget that people are motivated by money. The Harry Potter it. boys are so loaded with fame, swag, probably pockets loaded with drugs, let's be honest. <laughs> they don't care about a pigeon, a lost pigeon. What's that to them? Buy another pigeon with our Potter money. To be honest, I'm with them a bit on the pigeon thing, because how much personality and style and, you know, like, individuality can a pigeon have? They're all pretty much the same, aren't they, pigeons? Let's be honest. Well, Mike Tyson liked pigeons. Did he? Did he? Yeah. Yeah. So if Mike Tyson rang up Mr Halifa asking like for a pigeon, Halifa would be on it. Yeah, He'd yeah. be on it. I've met Mike Tyson, and I must say, he had He's a certain fat. something. He's fat now, isn't he? Well, I don't know, mate. That wasn't what came to my mind, and I certainly wouldn't endorse those views. I'd like to say, in my mind, he will always be Iron Mike. There's one bit where he <laughs> looked at me. Punch Mike. No, 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 because he's so intense, mate. There's a bit where I sort of nursed his fists. Because can I just what feel you? Because can I feel your fists, Iron Mike? And, and did he, you, where did you feel them? Like, I've gone my lappy. Oh, right. 
which is I'm pounded into your <laughs> lord no 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 not, not, not our iron mac no I just sort of held them for a while I looked at him and then this bit where he just sort of went you know well it's quite he made it clear to paint yourself as Jesus why let me bless these things no, no, Mac. no Mike you've been on holiday this year <laughs> no Mike you've been so big and they Oh, I'll tell you what, you're being a good fighter. Two pounds, three pounds. Oh, I'd love to feel that gliding up there. Well, thigh, Mike. No, wouldn't mean no if I said it. So, over the course of the (laughs) tour, what would you say have been your highlights? Edinburgh, what a night that was. One of my lowlights was the bit where I was completely demeaned by this body language. (laughs) (laughs) I'm framing us into... uh, You're framing us? I'm framing us in. You're leaning on me like I'm some sort of post box. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. Here's that. Get that to my boot. I've got a pen pal in Cambodia. What was your highlights? Uh, Edinburgh. What's some highlights there? You're not allowed to suggest them. You ask me, you have to <laughs> sit there with me while I think. Are you prepared against procrastination? Squander the time. Um, I've well, I've enjoyed the whole thing. I quite like the travelling. I quite mm. like the sense of we started far away and we've moved towards home, which is nice. Just like of. the nature of the journey. Well, it's biblical. It's, journey, it's biblical sojourn. for me. Mm. Yeah. It's been a sojourn. A sojourn. Is that what French for? Who do you think? I mean, we've done Edinburgh, we've done Bristol, we've done Birmingham, Newcastle. we've done Newcastle. I think the low point was when you got your security guy to kick me and Matt out of the building. Yeah, that was a that was when we knew things were changed. You were getting on my that nerves, guys. Happened. That would never have happened before. You know, you've changed yeah, me. In the old Radio <laughs> Two days. <clears throat> Did you see me on Jeremy Paxman? Did you think I spoke too quickly? Sometimes I speak a little bit too quickly when I'm on impressed Jeremy Paxman, so Jeremy Paxman knows I'm clever. Ah, <laughs> oh, it was a palaver. Yes. In a way, it was a success because I got Jeremy Paxman to say shagging. That's a good thing. I'm happy about that. I can't say Jeremy Paxman without thinking about Pac-Man. <laughs> the 80s computer game, Pac-Man. And I, I thought, don't bring that up to him. Jeremy, you sometimes think that you're Pac-Man, you want to eat up those ghosts. <laughs> you might think I was a bit silly if I did that. It was, um, yeah, it was a sort of a strange interview, really, with Pac-Man, because, like, during one bit of it, he, um, like, he goes, this is your fault, this is, this is the compliance form that the BBC make all programmes fill in as a result of your naughtiness. We all know, of course, what he's talking about. Thank you for cheering naughtiness as a concept. And there is indeed this compliance form that has to be filled in. Like every time you do a program on the BBC now, and it is a bit my fault. <laughs> Legal issues. Has a lawyer been consulted? Offensive language. Was there any offensive language in the show? Other language, including blasphemy. Was there any blasphemy? Well, yes, of course. Sexual content, either descriptive or innuendo. Oh, yeah, there was loads. I was filling myself up on it. (laughs) Dramatic representations of living people or people with close living relatives. That's weird to do that on Newsnight. Why would you do a dramatic representation of a person? Jeremy, I'm going to interrupt you and give you my dramatic representation of Louis Walsh. It's more an expressionistic performance of Louis Walsh. I'm Louis Walsh, just suppressing enough homosexuality to motor me ambitiously through life. 
And then here, the last one, during the program, was there a suicide, any self-harm, or a hanging? <laughs> if that happens on Newsnight, you have to deal with that swiftly and efficiently. If, like, someone starts attaching a rope across a beam and then round their own throat, don't go, oh, bloody hell, I better fill in a form. Excuse me. <laughs> Tell them to cheer up. <laughs> That's ridiculous, ain't it? And also, it's like about the tenth thing on the form. So afterwards, if someone does kill themselves on news night, Jeremy Paxman will come frantically from the studio, saying, oh, my God, something awful's happened. Jeremy, we've got to fill in the form. Was there any offensive language? Well, yes! As the man hung himself, we went, what's the fucking point? We're going to do this in order. <laughs> Was there a dramatic representation? Well, certainly he did a Louis Walsh thing for a moment. How did Jeremy? Blasphemy? Yes, he went, God, why have you forsaken me? It's not the time. Come on. Jeremy Paxman gave me this form, so I asked him to sign it. On it, he has put... <clears throat> this is genuine one. This is the thing I got off Jeremy Paxman. Russell, this your fault. Jeremy Paxman. <laughs> this your fault? It's like it's been written by Tarzan. <laughs> There's no verb in that sentence. It's meant to be the cleverest man on the telly. This your fault. <laughs> Jeremy sat inside. I think he uses up all his intelligence presenting Newsnight and University Challenge, then the rest of the time he's like a bloody idiot. <laughs> this college to Balliol, is it an epistemological matter or a matter of quantum physics or indeed metaphysics? The proposition put forward, cat Jeremy, <laughs> Jeremy, what shit? <laughs> I feel very sorry for his wife when he gets home. Mrs. Paxman. <laughs> who's essentially just him with a pink ribbon in her hair. <laughs> we, were, we were doing too much signing. Get exactly. Get them out. Oh, they've yeah. gone We had back. a little fan club going. We have a little ro rotation. Get puff, puff, puff. I could be selling those kids' t-shirts. <laughs> so it's weird that we have to sign your books. Do you? Yeah. Haven't you noticed? I didn't know what you were signing up. I just thought you were scribbling on people's wrists. Not our own <laughs> books. G's got a book out, Teaching <laughs> Angels to Fly, about his life. What? <laughs> Teaching <laughs> Angels to I just made that up. That's really good. That's really funny. <laughs> I think I'd put it That's the sort of thing he would call Yeah, I would, yeah. <laughs> Mr. G, and him sat on the cover, yeah, or yeah. pompous about yeah, it. With, like, wings. Yeah, with wings and his top off. <laughs> Stop saying why. I'm only human. <laughs> <laughs> but it's G, a man that can truly teach angels to fly. Oh, you see, you should have better names for your books. Teach angels. Bookie work. People like that. Everyone's always laughed at me. If you do a third book, will it be Bookie Work Three? Yes. Oh, this is going to be like encyclopedias one day. You're an old man. I did this. Bookie Work Nine. And another cliched title. Bookie Work. No, this time I've wet myself. Just when you thought it was safe to go back in the water. <laughs> Just when you thought it was safe to leave your granddaughter. Bookie oh, Wonka Nine. Well, I've traded on that more than heroin. <laughs> anyway, you spent £10 on heroin. Yeah. You've had years out of it. <laughs> I made that last, that bag. <laughs> you only had okay. one. You only had one. I'm addicted to the stuff now. <laughs> I got it all out of my chin. <laughs>
Oh my god, it's on my chin, it's on my cheeks. Someone passed me a typewriter. Berkey work one. I've had an awful afternoon. <laughs> it's really the first one's heroin, the second one's saxgate. Third if one. If you had to sort of. Third one? What's that? Don't know, probably getting married or something. That's <laughs> That's really oh, usable. Then there's Bristol, <laughs> then there's Newcastle. I'm just thinking of things that have been going. What about Bristol? Yeah, oh. Bristol. Was Bristol. Amazing. Bristol. Now, Bristol, we had fun. Do you know what that yeah. reminds me yeah. of? So, we are going to take a couple of questions from the audience. Uh, Miss Bristol, would you do us the honour of taking a microphone? Uh, here it is, thank you. And uh, you can uh, go down there if you don't mind and take questions from the audience. Okay, so uh, turn up the lights so that we can see the people. This is your opportunity to ask me, Matt, and G, and of course, our beloved friend, James. Round of applause for it's James. Natural. He's a hero! He's a hero! Okay then, Miss Bristol. If I can uh, walk do you down find the someone? Let's just call her Miss Bristols, and that'll here. be the joke. Okay, Miss Bristols. For, yeah, anyone you think Hello. you want to ask? I've always said ask. I've always said ask. Ask them the question. What are you doing with your sash? She's putting her sash on someone. She's Miss Bristol while you answer the questions. There you go. She's got a whole item over there, Matt. She's making them Miss Bristols while they do it. She's taking over. This is what happens. They're all natural presenters down here. Of course they are. This is a nation of... This is a whole... This province is full of presenters. James is brilliant. He should have his own crime show. Miss Bristols is like the new Kilroy. Go on then. Do the old question then, love. Why did Matt cut his hair? Oh. oh God, she's against Matt's hair. Why did Matt cut his hair? <laughs> Why did you do it, Matt? Why um, did you? Well, it's just started to annoy me. Okay. Excuse me. It was too much hassle. Brilliant. And also, I was working out a lot, and I got a bit more buff, and I Ooh. looked like a Chippendale with having long hair and muscles. <laughs> you look like a Chippendale? That yes. was your genuine reason? Well, I was wearing too, fake tan and a tiny little g-string. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just, you know, things change, people change. He's, he's had a haircut, but, uh, well, he's explained it. It was because he looked like a Chippendale. Uh, please move on, Miss Bristols. Uh, you, if, I don't think you should put the sash on everyone, because it's time-consuming. <laughs> but it was a good idea. I mean, if Well, we you've were... had your time. Oh! Is she, is she talking to me? <laughs> Danny? <amazing. laughs> Who's next? Go on, you, no, They're all scared now. Listen, don't be scared. No, we're encouraging you. You're doing right. bloody brilliant. Well done. You've Talk up shown here. spirit. Sort of thing you'd say if it was a documentary about tarts. <laughs> I've started a war here, haven't I? I'm mucking around. Go on, do the next question. Here okay. you go. <laughs> Wait a minute. She's gone too far. Why have you gone like physically, geographically? <laughs> it's like you're trying to solve the riddle of the plant pots. What, darling? But sure, just one thing at a time. We're under a lot of pressure. We're still trying to solve the plant pots. Miss Bristols is over there. She's gone fucking nuts. We'll try and keep this thing together. Come on. What's your next question? Hi, Russell. Um, my two favourite comedians are you and Tim Minchin. I was wondering if you were a fan. I love Tim yeah, Minchin. I think he's a very, very fine uh, pianist and comedy songwriter. I like the way he looks. I like his hairdo. I think he's a very cool and talented man. I think a lot of that is because I, I look a bit like him with the old eye makeup and hair thing. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, yeah, I like him. But them songs are really good. Yeah, he's good. Because a lot of times, comedy songs, I've written one myself. It went something like this. I'd like to apologise for this <laughs> terrible attack. And just that led to problems. So Minchin, he walks a tightrope and he walks it well. Thank you very much for that inquiry. And my friend Mike says hi. Thank you, Mike. Hi. 
And what's the next, uh, next and final inquiry, please, Miss Bristols? Bristol. I'm still worried about the plant pots, Matt. I'll level with you. Oh, this, God, this, I'm sick with worry. This case is going to keep me up at night. You know, you know when you truly get into a case. Would you ever cut your hair? Would I cut my hair? Yeah. I told, when I was being Arthur for the film Arthur, what I just made, Nicola used to tie it all up in a bundle and stuff it up at my scalp. What? I don't know anymore, mate. <laughs> would you cut it, though? No. Why? Why have I got to cut it? I'm not saying you have to. I'm saying would you? No. I don't think so. I don't want to. <laughs> It's enough trouble when I shaved off my beard for 15 minutes. It was like when Dylan went electric. <laughs> Darth Vader. <laughs> oh, yeah, go on, tell people. Go on. When he shaved his beard off, I said it was a bit like when Darth Vader took his mask off. <laughs> and, the, and the world went, ooh, that's what's under there. <laughs> that's when he went nice. Yes, but he looked awful. <laughs> <laughs> no, it didn't look too bad. Thanks, mate. Come on then, what's our final question off of Mrs. Bristol? Um, hello, Russell. Hello, um, love. It's my birthday soon. Is there any chance of a birthday hug? Yes. Yeah. Not from me. Oh, what? <laughs> <laughs> just, just hang around where there's a lot of drunk people. This has been the Russell Brand podcast on Fort Sport. Radio that's branded for trouble. 100% fire brand, Russell Brand on Talk Sport.